What was that noise again? Welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like doubling your family in size and then unknowingly but systematically picking them off one by one. (laughs) (laughs) Here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking everything The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are your co-regional managers back again. I am AJ. I am BJ. I am Nick. And uh, looks like we're back finally, guys. After a little hiatus, it's good to be back, but today we're going to be talking all about who? Who could it be? I'll give you a hint. He is a man. <laughs> a man who is you have missed with all of your heart. A man who has ruined all other men for you. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's Michael Scott. It's Michael Scott. Uh, <laughs> Michael Scott season three, the long-awaited sequel uh, to our previous and past episode. How about that, guys? Uh, we're back that? with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I wish that there was a way that we could have simulated the you failing to punch through the paper. I know section. Um, there. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a very good uh, a, a good option a for good, that. Do we have a good stinger for that? The somewhere? only thing I could think of is that's about it. Okay. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of the other, really. You get it. Um, First, guys, we got to give you a really quick reminder before we jump into Michael Scott Season 3, the uh, follow-up to, uh, the long-awaited follow-up to Michael Scott Season 2, that we want you, as a listener of this show, to leave us a five-star review if you can. Drop us a fan theory while you are at it. And uh, write that five-star review. Don't just hit five stars. you got to write it and give us that fan theory. Okay. You can also leave us a voicemail, which we're really excited to have uh, a new voicemail for you here today. That number, you want to leave it. Uh, that number, if you want to leave a voicemail for us, is 319 359 7977. Nick, we got a voicemail? We sure do. Let's this do one it. comes to us courtesy of Izzy. Hi, guys. Um, I'm Izzy, and I have a question for you. What if Oscar and the Senator never hooked up? Uh, I want to know what you guys think of how it would affect Angela and Dwight and how it would affect Oscar as a person, including his later personal political career. Not that deep, but I was curious. Oh, I like yeah. this. I like this. This is Interesting. fun. We can That's rabbit it. hole on this, right? Yeah. yeah Let's sure. get into it. Um, you know what? I feel like uh, first and foremost, if if Oscar and the senator didn't hook up, mm-hmm. then would and then their their relationship would have kept going here's the thing first first thought if it wasn't going to be oscar it was going to be somebody else it's going to be his yep. aide wesley silver exactly yep right yeah yep so 100 percent. yeah i think i think that definitely would have just been somebody else if it yeah. wasn't oscar um that being said it also definitely affects angela and dwight yeah. um because that means dwight wouldn't have 
maybe had as much opportunity. Yeah. Would would you say or no? Do you think that Angela would have been like, would she have handled it the way that she handled it? And, but at the same time, I guess the senator is the one who came out in that situation. Right. Like she didn't, she didn't force him out. It wasn't like a, I don't know. It's it's interesting to me. I think regardless of what would have happened, it would have been somebody else, like you said, and then he would have just come out and it would have continued on as it did. I don't think that at that point um, that Angela, if she would have spiraled out of control like she did, yeah, I don't know if Oscar really would have been there to pick up the pieces like that. No, I agree. Yeah. Right? Um, I think... Uh, I don't think Angela Angela wouldn't have had to cover up maybe with uh, the kiddo, right? Because it did turn out to be Dwight's. Yep. So I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at on this. I don't. I think I don't know how much it would have changed other than the fact that although it although it hurt Oscar and Angela's relationship, yeah, that that happened. I don't think they would have been able to come back together in a bond like they had, right? So, because it feels like it was Oscar's guilt that drove him to, um, like really offer that olive branch of like, just come stay with me until you're back on your feet. Not for forever, but yeah. like you and your son come stay with me till you're back on your feet. You're not going to live in a tent. Like. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, there's no way that Oscar was allowing those posters into his apartment. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you think she put up the kid poster, the baby jazz musicians, somewhere in the apartment? I hate thinking that. <laughs> it's tastefully yeah, decorated I, like most gay men's apartments. The stereotype holds up. Yeah. Yeah, I think she did. <laughs> you think she did? Yeah. Uh, I, I do. What else what else you got? You guys got anything else for it? Well, I think you guys kind of nailed it. I don't think I mean, as weird as it was, that was kind of their big bonding experience. Yeah. You know? And it moved them into being from you know, associates because like early on, like Angela makes it very clear she doesn't really care for Oscar, right? You know, 100%. and then they kind of transition into friends. You can even almost see it in like season, <clears throat> season three, uh, when they go out for drinks, and yeah. uh, wh- whoever was like, Oh, Angela, Oscar, I'm surprised you guys came, and they're like, Why, you know, but they were sitting together <laughs> judging everybody else, that was their role, yeah, in it. So I think it was, you know, they slowly started to kind of form of friendship and i think that was kind of like you know as much as it was a bad part of their relationship it kind of was like the tipping point you know for them to be I close agree. friends yeah i i think it also wouldn't have driven them to uh i think it would have also had a, an effect on angela and dwight's marriage yeah like them finally yeah. them finally getting back together i think it would have been interesting to see how that played out specifically just between um, the kid, like you talked about with, with Philip, like how would that have worked out with him because of like, um, because of Dwight, you know, and her having a kid out of wedlock, but at the same time, like things wouldn't have necessarily ended as quickly like they did with the Senator. Right. Would Dwight have moved on with, was it Esther? Esther. Yeah. Do you think he would have moved on? Do you think like, what would have happened there? Yeah. I think at the same time, if he didn't have like that, that because like Angela was sort of hitting her downward spiral at the same time that him and Esther were getting together. Right. Um, it was all kind um, of compounding yeah. for Angela at this point. Oscar was there to kind of help pick up the pieces. Yeah. Um, she sort of started to get back on her feet. They started to get back together. Dwight found out about 
the kid, like all of that jazz happened. But at the right. same time, if she would have just been in like a hardcore downward spiral with nobody there to pick up the pieces, do you think Dwight would have said, you know, not my pig, not my farm? Like, it, yeah, exactly. I think I think that Dwight would have, uh, I think he would have moved on further into yeah. his own little realm and world that that is the farm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it would have... May, I think he. I think he would have been maybe married at this point. Yeah. That being said, I don't think it would have. Once that did finally happen for Angela, I yeah. don't think it would have kept Dwight from uh, remaining in, in his own, in his own marriage. Yeah, <laughs> he would have gone after uh, Angela. Angela, regardless. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. I don't really know how much it would have changed anything because I still think the senator would have came out in love with his aide at the same time frame. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or I, do you? Or do you think the Oscar, knowing that the documentary was going to air and the like, he had to come out, so it pushed him to make it a little sooner? I don't know. You could argue that too. You, I guess you yeah. could argue that outside perspective of of you know this is a documentary that they do in fact air. Yeah, you know. And I would think that yeah. with Oscar being one of the employees, if it's just Wesley Silver, like he's sort of a, a tertiary character of a secondary character already, right? Right. Right. So like the senator is already just sort of an extension of a not super main character at that point. Exactly. And so I don't know how much that I would worry if I were the senator in that situation that things are going to come out with his aide Wesley Silver. I think that. The fact that the documentary was coming out in Oscar was a focal point of the documentary would have been enough to worry the senator. But I don't I don't know that Fair. it would have pushed it as quickly. Yeah. I think it still would have happened eventually because mm-hmm. like the gossip gets around and shit's gonna happen regardless. But yeah. at the same time, I don't I don't know that it would have played out exactly the same. Yeah. I I'm I'm an, I'm on the fence about this one, to be honest. Yeah. Um now that you kind of say that, BJ, I don't think it would have Here's what I would say. I'm not asking for any votes or anything, okay? <laughs> but here's what I would say. I think it would have simply prolonged the inevitable sure. of of everything that just happened, and it just happened sooner. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. that's where I think I have to fall on this. I'll buy in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I still think Angela and Dwight would have ended up together long term. Yeah. I agree. I think it would have just been more drama on Dwight's side than what it what it ended up being. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine Esther's dad if Dwight was cheating? That dude was so freaky already. Yeah, that guy was. That, <laughs> that guy's so freaky. Already. Anybody talk about her height? <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh man. Well, who was that? It was Izzy who called in? Get, yeah, left Izzy. Us? Izzy. Yeah. Thank you so thank much you so for calling much. in, leaving us. Thank you. you. Uh, we love it so much, guys. Appreciate um, you. Well, at that point, I think that there's a special bottle in the room at this point. Who's, who's talking about this one? Who brought this to the table? I brought it. That's Nick. Nicholas. Yep. Oh, there it is. I can talk about this fella. All right. Well, what do we Let's, do? Uh, what do we got? What are we today on? we've got a Blanton's. Um, it is a little bit special, a little bit different. This is the Takara Red. So Takara meaning uh, treasure in Japanese. So this is a Japan-only release. Uh, so along with the Takara Black, you can only get this one on the island in Japan. Um, and I luckily had an employee who worked for me for a time who was going to Japan on vacation. And I asked him if he'd keep an eye out for this and the black. Um, happened to find them both, brought them back, which is awesome. Wow. Um it is a little bit different than the standard Blanton's, both a, uh, a 93 proof, which this is as well. This one's supposedly a slightly longer age 
Um, this one is eight years, whereas your regular plantains is speculated about five. Interesting. Um, so hopefully you'll get a little more barrel on this. Um, be a little more interesting. It is It is a great color to it, and it's got a great nose on it. All right. All right. Well, yeah, there cheers. you go. Cheers. Cheers, fellas. It's just like green apple on the nose. It is. I know exactly what you're talking about there. That's pretty mild. Wow. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I'm surprised. The it first was, descriptor that comes to mind would be smooth. Mm-hmm. Like that's an mm-hmm. easy drinking whiskey. It's an easy Siepskis. Mm-hmm. I get the burn. Siepski. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get the burn. I don't, man. That is smooth. Little, but it's an after effect. It's, it's a, I would it's call a it a warmth. warming. Yeah, it's a warming thing, not yeah. a burn. You wow. catch it in sort of the the back of the throat, top of the chest type of deal. It's just sort of a warming feel on the way down. But yeah, um, yeah. Apparently, the Japanese make delicious things like whiskey. <laughs> well, it's made in Frankfurt, Kentucky. Oh, it's just sent yeah. exclusively to Japan. You oh. can't get it outside. Oh, okay. So Blanton says crazy a whole, that they do that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you read people online that'll talk on like forums and stuff and how they're pissed off because they're like, they're like, I live 10 minutes from Buffalo Trace and I would have to fly to Tokyo to purchase this. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. Blanton's does a, uh, a line of several different like regional exclusives. So they have the, uh, the Blanton's gold, the Blanton's straight from the barrel that used to be UK only releases. Um, I want to say that you can get both in the U.S. now, okay. but they're pretty limited. Um, well, I got a Blanton straight from the barrel. Shut up, in BJ. My, in my liquor cabinet right now. I so, have one yes, of, you can get it in America. <laughs> I have one on my shelf at home, but I brought it back from the U.K. when I was there. Mm. Um, same with the gold. And then I have a Blanton Special Reserve, which is a green label that I got from Canada. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they've got a handful of different ones, but... Yeah, this is great. I, I enjoy this a lot. I think that it's got a good bitterness to the back end that kind of rounds it out, keeps it from being too sweet. Yeah. It is only a 15% rye, so it's pretty sweet to begin with. Okay. Um, But no, I love that. It's got a lot of good barrel character to it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. That's an easy drinking one. So that's that's maybe Very like a, it's like an eighth packet Splenda for me. Eighth packet? Yeah. That's pretty eighth low. Eighth packet. Yeah. Now, the reason I say that is because there is some ice that melted into this while we st- while we st- was getting ready. That's fair. So, but what about you, BJ? Tell me your thoughts. Uh, definitely heavy green apple on the nose. And then, you know, I just get like a very, I would call it like a soft oak. Like soft smooth. Oak. Yeah. It's a smooth, soft oak. I like that. I like that. Oh. I like that description. Green apple, smooth, soft oak. The, uh, like the letter, would, uh, yeah. letter is your first N in the Blantons for those keeping track at home. Mm. Got it. You know, I finally completed. Did you? Them. Did you mail them off? I did. I did. And yes. I got it back. Yes. So now I have a, a stave um, yes. from one of the Blantons barrels that is, I uh, got all of them in there and it's uh, very cool. It's yeah. up on my stove. Actually. Outstanding. For those of you who I don't put know, it on the dining home. room table, and I got a no go from the misses. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know at home, uh, Blanton's uh, has a different letter with their little horse on the top of each each bottle. They spell out B L A N T O N with a little um, semicolon and then an S. 
And if you collect them all, you can send them into Buffalo Trace, and they'll send them back to you with a little barrel stave display, yeah. which is pretty cool. Fancy dancy. Boys. Very cool. That so, was a, well, cool. a very well, thank exciting you. day. Yeah. Well, good, cool. good. Well, sip on that, all right, because... Well, speaking of cool... <laughs> Michael Scott. Let's talk the opposite. (laughs) 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 Oh, we we guys, when we last left off, um, we were we were trying to actually get through seasons two and three almost all together. Um, If you're if you're jumping in at this episode, I would almost recommend going on back and uh, giving that a little listen. Yeah, Um, it was a lot of fun, but we realized it was a fool's errand to think we could make it through two full seasons um, oh yeah uh because these are some large seasons too like they're they're long seasons um but season three i think it'd be good to have like almost like a little recap right guys yeah um season three is essentially when we're going to be getting uh the uh merger that's happening um david wallace the new cfo um we have uh michael's vacation Right, um, he's feeling hot, 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 hot. Uh, we had the Benihana, like they, we did get a, a fun Christmas episode in there. Oh, um, so good. And then from there, I mean, we've also we've also got uh, uh, Michael also going and wanting to be a part uh, or going to uh, apply for the corporate position. Yep. Right. So that gave, gave us things like um, beach games and uh, and then of course the job. So, lots to talk it's a about. Long unpack. season. How many? How many episodes are in this season? 25. 20, 25 episodes in this season. Yeah, that's a that's a beefy season. It, it ran for it half is. the year that year. That's crazy. Um, and this was the very first round of super fan episodes that Peacock released as well. Yep, they started with right. season three. Yeah, it ran from September of '06 to May of '07. And. And speaking wow. of speaking of those super fan episodes, um, when those things got released, I I think I rewatched this season like probably three or four times. Oh yeah, um, watching super fan episodes of it. So if you guys haven't seen the super fan episodes, make sure you are uh, diving into those because we reference them often in this show. You get a ton of yes. extra content. I haven't gone back. Honestly, I have not gone back. Yeah. Now, no, like either. when I do my when I. Like if it's playing while I'm getting ready for work in the morning, and I'm in one of the seasons they have done of the Superfan, it's always a Superfan, and then I'm, and then it ends, and I have to annoyingly jump over to the regular ones. I just want them to get the next season out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, you get a ton of extra content. Like if you're uh, if you're somebody who wants to watch like the deleted scenes and have them included, that's what the Superfan episodes give you. I mean, you get it takes a 22 minute episode, and most of the time they're 30 minutes or longer. Yeah. Like you get you get thirty percent more show. Yeah. Generally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Um this podcast sponsored by Peacock, the Peacock. Superman. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> sponsor us, you cowards. No, we're not, but we would definitely accept them as a sponsor. <laughs> that's that's for sure. Um BJ, you I know you had mentioned this before. We might as well let everybody in on the secret now. You've kind of come up with a fun little game at the end for this, right? Yeah, we have a new segment. Yeah. So now uh and it's gonna, it'll come towards the end before wrapping up. And but basically, uh, I'll explain it when we get there. But it's we'll gonna there. be a lot of fun. Um, some of it is going to be based around those super fan episodes. So uh, if you are in the super fan family, then it'll be for you. So we'll yep. get there though. Yep. Let's start out. Um, 
episode one. I'll just kind of start here, and we can kind of jump jump as we need to. All right. Yeah. Let's um, do it. Gay witch hunt. Rough. <laughs> That's yeah. a rough one. If you're if you're watching the super fan edition, you will realize in today's day and age why so much of this was cut. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like oh boy, that's pretty tough. <laughs> Michael Michael has no boundaries. No. Uh, as we've as we've probably discussed before, um, I I have to say like this is honestly uh, when 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 you think of cringeworthy office, I know that we've talked about cringeworthy office before. This. I've realized that this might be one of my most skipped episodes yeah. in rewatch. Like I'll go back oh, yeah. and I'll be like, oh yeah. Uh, oh, I love season three. Heck yeah. Um, I will go and I'll start on the convention Yeah, because I'm just like, oh, I just can't watch this happen again. Yes. I don't know about yeah. you guys. That's just my own personal feelings. The, ki- the kiss is on rough. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, we could talk about that in a, in a sec, I, but you are exactly right. So I, in preparing for this episode, I started rewatching the super fan episodes again. And I started with gay witch hunt and I am like, <laughs> and I've, I've seen this episode. I don't know a thousand times. Yeah. yeah. And more now than ever, it was just like, wow, <laughs> it's uh, rough. Yeah. And not okay. <laughs> you know, oh, and no, it is what it is, but I can, I guarantee you, I, I watched this episode when it aired, when the show was first airing and I didn't think anything of it. It was yeah. just normal. Like, and it wasn't even that long ago, you know? It's you, just crazy. You took whatever, you know, there was some shock value to it, right? But yeah. at the same time, you you got to hand it to Steve Carell and a lot of the cast about how they handled this, I yeah. think, on, on screen. Um, and kind of the nonchalant way that he addresses what he called him in the beginning. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dropping yeah. those F-bombs. I mean, it is... It- <laughs> We can say at the same time, like, it it can be a product of its time. Like, it seems weird to say that, yeah. thinking that it's not that long ago. But at the same time, like, it was, it was 16 and a half years ago. Like, if this episode was a child, it would be a junior in high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was a while back. Obviously, there's, there's standards in place that would never allow that sort of stuff today. You're right, 100%. But... I mean, there is, there but you just take it for what that, it is, and yeah. you, and you move on. I mean, the, I yeah. mean, going to the, just to the end, the kiss. I mean, yeah, you know, that was unscripted. It I, was. I, you guys probably know that. Oh but yeah. If you don't know that out there, that was that was an improv by Steve Carell, and Oscar went with it. You yeah. Know? He he. And you can look <laughs> on the faces of everybody in the conference room. Everybody had to cover their mouth. And yeah. I, you know, and I and I listened to interviews, and I, you know, the Office Lady podcast. They talk about it and stuff. But it was like everybody was so worried about ruining the shot from laughing that their default was to just cover their faces because they couldn't stop. And (laughs) and I mean, that was you have to thank them for that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for not ruining that, because the shock and awe on doing that as a second take just it wouldn't have been the same. I think of like Jenna Fisher's face in that shot, just like mouth agape, like what in the is going on correct <laughs> and and then the follow-up was with dwight who wanted to do the same thing yeah um <laughs> rain wilson walks up trying to also kiss kiss oscar i believe it's just like dwight no 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 <laughs> you could he just has that rain wilson smirk on his face of i'm just gonna try this myself yeah. like whatever sticker um, wiping the tear with the back of his thumb and going I did it. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. 
Uh, uh, let me do. Let me let me throw out a quick what if here, me, and, okay. I, and I'm just and this will be real fast. So the year is 2023. Yes, and Michael says what he says at the beginning of the episode. Toby yeah. walks in from HR with corporate HR. Michael is fired. Cut Absolutely. scene. End of the show. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Produced by Dick Wolf. Like that's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, boom, boom, screen goes boom, black. Boom, show boom. is over. Yeah. Yeah. Q Mariska Hargitay coming on in to uh, yeah. basically put the cuffs on him. Need, need disclaimer prior to the episode because of the the coarse language used. Like, oh yes, no way. It's just no fucking it's, way. It's over. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you got one of the most iconic. You got one of the most like iconic statements from this episode too. And I won't I won't use the word because it's not a word I use. But uh, you know. You don't call a stupid person stupid. Yeah. You call your friends stupid when they're acting stupid. Right. You know? yeah. And that back then was so true because you did use those words to your friends. You know? Like it, yeah. be, you know. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a thing back then. It, it truly was. It, it's sad. Sad that it that it was to a degree that you know, people people would use terminology and throw it around like that. Um, in both cases, yeah. to be honest. That it's it's you, you. You think back on it, and you just have to cringe at what culture was or was not at that point, yeah. right? Uh, it's just not okay. Can just, we? <laughs> can we take two seconds to jump to the sharper image gaydar? <laughs> yeah, that, that Jim sends Dwight. That like it's something yeah. that Jim forgot was like a bit that he had going until yes. Dwight calls him and he's like, what's Gator? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Gator. <laughs> snaps yeah. into it. Yes. Um, and, and just, and the fact that he followed it up like that. Yeah. Sends to, him just the, uh, the, uh, like, like metal like, detector like, thing. Yeah, like airport TSA wand. Yeah. Dwight runs it over but, his own belt and sets it off. And he's like, Oh my God. Oh my the God. details on that metal detector though. Do you guys notice what's on it? Doesn't he no. have like a meter or something that says like gay and straight or something? And like it, there's two, there's two uh, meters on it. <laughs> one where it's not beeping, it says hetero, and one where it beeps says homo. Homo, homo, hetero. And so when it. Dwight hits his belt buckle, it lights up homo. <laughs> Outrageous. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Just things that are, would never be. Oh, <laughs> never happen again. But never. But ever, and ever, I ever. only. And I'm only even mentioning it because the detail from I think Phil Shea probably is the one that did that. He's the props guy, and he yeah. did all of the props. Oh my that, gosh. that is that's like genius. It's the details that you have to love. Um, then it leads into one of my favorite episodes. I know one of 100%. yours, AJ, with yeah. the convention. The convention is a go-to. Yep. It's a comfort ep- episode of mine. Yeah. Um, because I think uh, of several things. Not only do we have um, some top-tier. Uh, cringeworthy Michael, but we also have some desperate Michael. We have some uh, noteworthy Michael. Yeah, um, great sales ability. Michael. His, his amazing sales ability. Yeah. Um, but I think I think this is one of the overall. It's a it's a great Michael oriented uh, episode. Um, the little things between him and Dwight going, and they're on the train. Michael, can I have my pillow back, Michael? <laughs> and he just. <laughs> That, I can't hear you. <laughs> like I have my neck pillow. I have my neck pillow back. Yeah. Just I I can't hear you. <laughs> when Josh is like, oh, Jan just emailed me. She wants us to meet at the entrance. 
Oh, oh yeah, she. Uh, oh yep. yeah, yeah. That. Uh, you don't have email on your phone. And Dwight just can't let him let it go. Just Dwight with no. less than the legally mandated amount of chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just Dwight can't let him have it. He just no. has to be like factoid boy. That's all he could do. You don't have email on your phone. Nobody called you. What are you doing? Like yeah. it's like, God, just let it go, Dwight. Just, just let it go. Just this one time be cool. <laughs> One of my favorite bits of that whole episode is Michael talking to the guy in the Blackberry suit, asking him if he remembers him from last year, <laughs> like not realizing that it's likely a completely yeah. <laughs> different person. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, yeah, you remember? And he's like poking on the buttons. Swag. <laughs> Swag. <laughs> Stuff we all get. I basically decorated my apartment and all the swag from last <laughs> uh, I love it. I love everything that he... Anything that's free, he will just take full advantage oh, of. Oh, yeah. I just love that so, so much. And I love episodes where we get out of the office a little bit, too. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great... And and immediately reintroduces Jim back into Michael and Dwight's life. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, okay, we did one episode without Jim, like, and, you know, messing with Dwight. Like, let's get right back into it. I'm pretty sure that this is the episode that you get a really great Michael Scott quote with Jim, unless it's the return, but I don't remember for sure, where he does the, the prodigal, the prodigal, my, my son, son returns. My son returns. <laughs> my son returns. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's this episode. Yeah. <laughs> the prodigal, the prog- my son returns. My son returns. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole episode, Michael is just jealous of Josh. Oh, right? yeah. And yeah. and thinks that, you know, Jim left him because Josh is so much cooler. Yeah. And you find, and you, you know, and it's not it's not this episode, but in the next one we'll talk about, you, you do find out that Josh is viewed very differently by corporate than, than Michael. Absolutely. And, and, his, and his people. He's very respected and he's very cool and calm and collected. Yeah. And yeah. he's, he's, you know, he's ex-military and he's got good stories and he's a ladies man and doesn't want anything to do with Jan, like at all, which yeah. right. I love that side of it too. Um, and then you got a fun cameo in there with the bus, Jerome Betis, you know? Yeah, in. <laughs> Jerome Just, Betis. Can I tell yeah. people you'll be there? You know, you may not. No, <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call him the bus? Because he, he hits flying. of flying? Because he hits flying. Yeah. Uh, God, what a great episode. What was I mean? Was he at a low point? Were the chunky soup commercials over with that he'd be willing to go to a like a northeastern paper convention, right? And sign autographs, yeah, <laughs> or some, sort, some sort of like a trade show for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, I also I got to hand it to um, like wardrobe. They always do a good job of like kind of subconsciously assigning teams, yeah. in, in episodes like this, you can see. Uh, Jim is dr- dressing like uh, uh, Josh yeah. is. They both have a white shirt, rolled up sleeves. The collars open up a little bit. Yeah. Dwight and Michael are wearing the same Dunder Mifflin polo. Yes. Um, yep. And Michael's got the polo that's like one and one half sizes too big. Just bare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's. But then you've got you've got Michael's fun jeans or white jeans. Yes. That he's got fun jeans. <laughs> Yeah. The white jeans. And then I love the fact that the shirt that he shows when he's like dressing in the swag. Yeah. Or he's or he's showing all the swag. He's wearing that shirt like Microsoft yeah. Word, like, yeah. like Hawaiian shirt with his fun jeans. Yes. Yeah. That is one of my favorite things 
Um, it's like a Windows like yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the Windows that failed? That one it's like Windows like Windows a Vista or ninety eight yeah. or Vista. Something. Yeah. yeah. Vista. <laughs> you get you get the uh, the famous ain't no party like a Scranton party because a Scranton party don't Scranton stop. Party don't yeah. stop. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, Dwight, it's it's not even noon. I'll do a shot with yeah. you, Michael. Like he just got a handles of of booze. Another nod to his freaking like his his inability to estimate alcohol consumption right. for people. That's such a that is such a like early like early twenties thing you're gonna do is just have this expectation of how much you're gonna get done in like thirty six hours. Yeah. Of this convention over the weekend, right? Oh, yeah. we're going to party so much. Let's go up. It's like, we'll be in a hotel. Yeah. We're, we'll, we'll party so much. Let's bring a bunch of booze. So, it's like, so I do have a, th- <laughs> I do have a theory about this though. Okay. Okay. So back in the day, Michael got to go to this convention as an ARM. <laughs> oh yeah. And truck. And he, and he got to go with like Ed truck or whatever, but he then wasn't the boss. He wasn't, you know, the, the guy he is now but he went with like a the ed truck group and they did have like badass parties in the hotel room and got in the you know got in the pool after midnight yeah. and yeah. just just had a ton of fun and he's like trying to recreate a the, memory from a previous trade show where he was not the boss but he was just like he was the gym and him and his group didn't hang out with ed truck and their group but they just right had a huge party well, and Ed Truck like, probably had a bunch of girls come over to the hotel room, you know, and like, had, and he was trying to recreate a memory uh, from one of these from the past. Yeah. Well, he talks about like how much cocaine they did in Dunder Mifflin in the 80s, doesn't he, at one point? <laughs> yes. So, and, yeah. That, man, did they move paper. Yeah. <laughs> so, it would not surprise me if that's a totally realistic theory that he like went as a lower level employee, saw just the absolute Wolf of Wall Street esque debauchery that they got into. Yeah. During that time, and then comes back in like 2006 and is like, "All right, let's get after it." The booze fueled <laughs> sex romp. Yeah, that is. And yeah. instead, you just got a strobe light with girls gone wild playing, and nobody's comfortable. Yeah, he just he. <laughs> you got to hand it to him in this episode. He shoots for the stars. That's for yeah. sure. And when it comes back down to it, all he really wanted was some respect. I think from Jim and. Uh, and I think you know he got that he got it for he did for what it's worth and everything. Um, he just can't leave you know Jim and Pam alone. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The convention is definitely one of those top tier episodes for me of him just being incredibly jealous, and we get to see how how childish he can be, but also how great he can be by now being able to sell ha- hammer mill products. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we've got. We've got a few other ones uh, in the early parts of this season. Uh, there's the coup. Um, Dwight trying to take over the branch. To, yep, trying to take over from from yeah. Michael. Michael having to call him out towards the end with the dentist. And, what was his name? Crentist. Mm. Sounds a lot like dentist. Sounds a lot like dentist. <laughs> Maybe that's why he became a dentist. <laughs> On a peanut M and M, Dwight. <laughs> Again, this is uh, I. I think um, I think Michael Michael has like the right idea a lot of the times. He just has terrible execution on yeah. everything, right? I mean, if the coup if the coup tells us anything, 
I, I think that's really what it is. Yeah. Is, uh, and then, and then, you know, you hug it out, bitch. Hug it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this go, going back to what I said is, is a perfect example of how Josh was treated differently than Michael because Michael did movie Mondays, right? Yeah. And it was movie a quote, team building, like time for them to bond and watch a, watch part of a half hour. I mean, they, they were only taking up a half hour of the entire day to watch a half hour clip of a movie, right? Good yeah. point. And then you go over to the Stanford branch and they are playing freaking Call of Duty all day. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jim even was like, again, really? Yeah. And like, and Karen's like, are you scared? You know, but yeah. Jim's like, this is crazy. Like Michael never even would have gotten away with this, you know. Like, yeah, this is, this is a like team building, sure, but this is truly a waste of time. And and then Josh is pausing it and turning the lights on and saying, "Meet me in the conference room." And they're not discussing how to increase sales and profit. They're discussing yeah. how to win. They're taking you know? it extremely <laughs> seriously, right? Like yeah, using the MP40 or the STG, the sniper sniper room. room. You don't snipe yeah. the character. Saboteur. <laughs> this game is over. I'm going to kill you for real. Andy, take yeah, these. But in the, <laughs> you see in the extended episode that Jan shows up while they're playing right. Call of Duty. Yeah. And yes. she doesn't care. No. She thinks it's funny. And she even kills Jim's character like she's played before. Yeah. Right. And and then it starts laughing and, and was like, hey, you, you got to remind me. I got to talk to Josh, but remind me later. I got to tell you the funniest thing that Dwight said today. Yes. Like, you know, and... Like, it's just different. It's just different over there. Michael's treated differently by Jan. And, uh, I mean, that just shows it. It's incredibly biased. Yeah. Like, uh, that, you know, and maybe some of that has to do with performance and whatnot. Maybe some of it doesn't. I don't know. It's, it's, like, there's got to be some sort of expectation, I guess. And, and, you know, Josh is just a part of this inner circle on his way up, you know, at this point, as we find out later on. Um, yeah, yeah. We, they uh, were grooming him for upper, like for corporate, and yeah. Jan Jan knew that and was part of the grooming and just didn't care. Yeah, but I mean, he his results at that time were better. Yeah, they spoke for themselves. So there is right. there's something to be said about you know because because res, results matter, right? So oh, they yeah. speak for themselves, and it's like if this is what Josh does and it works, then don't don't rock the boat because all the other branches are are just leaking money, right? Yeah. Exactly. Can I, as an aside, can I share a fun fact? Sure. When Michael does his hug it out, bitch, do you know what show that's featured in pretty predominantly? What's that? Entourage. Entourage. What does he make him watch during movie Mondays? Entourage. Okay. When Toby is in the hospital in Costa Rica, it's that scene of Jeremy Piven going, hug it out, bitch, in Spanish. (laughs) Yeah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. Oh, that's great. Fun facts. Fun facts. That's yeah. why you show up here at Scotch and Splenda. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of them, uh, Dwight, uh, was in, Rain Wilson was in an episode of Entourage. Was yeah. he really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah, a he fun played show. like a nerd. I don't know if you ever watched it. Maybe I just He played like a more. nerdy reviewer who hated the who hated the main character and was going to write him a really bad review, but he was uh, like a virgin and uh, they hired a bunch of hookers <laughs> so that he'd write a good one for him. Yeah. He played it great. <laughs> um, well, if we had the coup and they've now hugged it out, bitch. Um, what about grief counseling? I think this this shows some Michael in there. Oh yeah. Um, it says Ed Truck's death. Yeah. 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 Oh, what's what's R.I.P. What's Ed going Truck. on with my pe- what's wrong with my pension? Oh, nothing. There's nothing wrong. It's clerical. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why can't your friends be your friends? Your workers be your workers. Your family be your family. Uh, I just <laughs> like. 
And then Michael didn't understand that. No, he didn't. Uh, and so I was thinking about I was thinking about this and how you know nobody cares. You know he takes everything so personally. Uh, yeah. He just he can't he can't not take it personally to some degree. He's got to be he's got to be the person that is the most affected by the tragedy, right? Yeah. He's got like he calls Jan and tries to talk to her about it. Jan in a rare moment of sympathy and empathy and understanding says like do you think it would be beneficial to give people the day off right. so that they could like recover and he's like you don't understand these people at all that's the last thing they would want yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe we should make him about a third of the size look i made a i made an extension cord a power cable, a six cord foot that's cable six foot so he can't chase yeah, what so the hell are you two us. talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about a man jen who saved his life for this company yeah. <laughs> well you know who else would like to go back to work ed truck but you know who can't Ed Truck, so because Ed Truck of, is dead. Call me when you have an idea Ed of what Truck you want to do. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Click. This is uh, this this episode. I think if you really peel back the layers, shows Michael Scott at his like most vulnerable. Because I think mean, I think Pam picks up on it, which yeah. is why she like takes the bird funeral so seriously, right? Yeah. Towards right. the end, and does you know, and makes it sweet. But he, first of all, in the beginning of the episode, he is borderline ecstatic to know that he's the first to know in the office. Yeah, and he gets to tell them big news, right? right? And then. Kelly runs up to him after the news and was like, you must be so sad. Your boss, you know, is, is gone and this and that, but nobody else really seems to care. And then Michael, I think internalizes that and says, are any of these people going to care when I die? Yeah. Right. You know, like, and I think he's he got to like, make kinda it about like, him. He made it about him. And he, and then he like kind of, and I, it's, it's like super sad to say, but he's just like, man, besides like my mom and Nana and her bad investments, I don't think anybody's going to care when I die. And, <laughs> Because he doesn't have anybody at yeah. that point, and yeah. then kind of Pam kind of figures it out and makes sh- like sure that you know during the whole bird thing, like this bird was probably loved more than he realized, you know, da 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 da, yeah, and did a very Pam like you know picking up the pieces of Michael towards the end, but right. That's like that. I mean, you you break it down. It's it's almost like a depressing episode. Yeah, the- I do I do enjoy Dwight at the end fire extinguishing the Viking funeral that the bird box was getting. Yeah. And then yelling at the warehouse workers, get a broom, clean this up. Mush. Come on, mush. <laughs> mush. <laughs> mush. Uh, I, I, you got to really hand it to like the the writing um, of this episode, I think, because the the grief builds like in different ways, like of, of Michael's internalization of like what's happened. Yeah. It has been, it has been, oh, good, I'm the first to know. I'm going to be the confident man and tell everyone and let them know that what has happened. And then the moment, like BJ said, is like, okay, well now Kelly's, oh, Michael, you must be so sad. And it's like, oh, maybe that's how I should act during this moment. And then it becomes the idea of like, well, nobody really actually cares. And this is the guy who had my job. And then now we have this bird who is a perfect analogy for it's just a bird, you know, yeah. it just dies. It's like people die, things die, and just it's just a part of life. And it's like, yeah. you don't understand, Toby. Yeah. And this growth yeah. <laughs> of him going through all these different versions and emotions of like of grief is kind of funny. Yeah. You know, you is that the beak? Experience. Yeah, is it the beak? <laughs> He's trying to shove it in the soda can. <laughs> <laughs> and we find out we find out that that's how they reburied his grandfather or something in an old oil drum. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, well, um, I do love that one. Initiation, I feel like, unless I'm unless I'm totally mistaken, I feel like that's much more of a like Ryan and Dwight episode. Yeah, not really yeah. anything um, Michael in that one yeah. that I can think of. Off but top I mean, of my head. that's a that's Pretzel Day, right? I mean, that's really it. That's fair. That's that's a good point. Pretzel Day. I mean, his priorities and how out of whack they can really get. You know, yeah. with with the potential. You know, downsizing that's imminent, essentially. Um, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Pretzel but, I mean, day. we can blow I blow past that. But, yeah, just yeah. Pretzel Day. Great pretzel episode. Day. I, think I feel like we should, we should have a Pretzel Day episode. I think we should we, have a Pretzel Day episode. Where we all like we eat just have pretzels? Different kind, oh. Where we eat different kinds of pretzels. Because, like, I want a big hot soft pretzel, and I want to dip it in cheese. Right. And some people want, like, Dot's pre- snacking pretzels, seasoned snacking pretzels. You I know, think if we're going too. to do anything for Pretzel Day... We have to get a large soft pretzel and make it the way that Michael orders his, or right. one of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to taste test it. Like at the some works, point, we're it. going to have to taste test scotch with Splenda. Yep. Like it's just a portion of this show. We're going to have to do it. Yeah, he's right. Um, when we go over the Michael Scott Paper Company eventually, we're going to have to try scotch with Splenda that day. Right. And all of us are going to hate it for different reasons. <laughs> I think AJ is going to like it. You think so? You do? I don't know. I don't think yeah. so. I think it's going to taste like sweet bog yeah. to AJ. <laughs> and I think he's going to maybe throw up in his mouth a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to find you the peatiest, most intense scotch that uh, I can find, and I'm going to find you the shittiest, cheapest off-brand Splenda I can find. What is the scotch that he... I want to find you pure aspartame. That's what, what you're going to get. What's what's <laughs> what's the what's the scotch that David Wallace gives as shares with them? Like it's an 18 year old single malt. Does he? Yeah. Does he? Do they specify or do you see a bottle? They with don't. It? But I think it's a Macallan. It's a Macallan. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering. I think if he says could... Macallan. I, I almost said Lagavulin, but I've been watching Parks and Rec, and I, I think yeah, it's a Macallan. Cool. Macallan's a space site, so it's not nearly as it's a little spicier because it's usually a sherry cask versus um, like a Lagavulin is an Isla, so it's usually like really, really peaty and smoky. Okay. So it would be it would be less smoky, less peaty, a little spicier, a little okay. more like a high rye whiskey almost. I just like the idea of or or we find out whatever the bottle is that Michael has uh, when he's drinking in the office. I have a great bottle of Macallan at home. I have a Macallan rare cask, which is like a $300 bottle. We could, I would you let you put a little Splenda in that. If you if you want to go ahead and bring that, I will I will foot the bill for the Splenda. Okay. okay. Oh, I, I think that's fair, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of you. Yeah, you Inflation. Know. Splenda's not cheap. Yeah, Splenda's exactly. not cheap. You know? It's not like he can buy individual packets. I'm just picturing so AJ Rock running commodity. into like the nearest little coffee shop and Swisher and just like Bobby, can I steal these? And just grabbing like a handful of Splenda off the table. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, Diwali is a great episode though yes, too. Gotta. Um, and it's obviously we see a little bit more evolving with his uh, relationship with Carol. Yeah. And how he just does not understand cultural differences and Indian and like, Halloween, Indian Halloween, it's Ugh. just incredibly <laughs> offensive again. Uh, oh, she's not a cheerleader. Uh, she yeah. just thought this yeah. was a costume party yeah. because you told uh, her, asshole. Yeah. yeah, what a bad boyfriend. <laughs> well, like, he's like, and what a dick. His costume is not even like he just it's takes not. It off. Yeah, he just like unvelcros the second head off, and suddenly he's got a suit jacket with some shit on the shoulder. Like, yeah. who cares? <laughs> What does that look like? An Indian woman in a sari, Michael? Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, these s'mores are terrible. Not s'mores, they're samosas. Samosas. Do you think they have s'mores? What? Graham crackers, chocolate, and marshmallow. How hard would that have been? Michael just thinks anything can appear at any time. Yeah. As we've seen with 
in an upcoming episode with uh with the luau yeah. of of the the return of, to work and everything back from vacation yeah uh, uh, but yeah, he just he just thinks anything should be available almost at any time. Yeah, you, you get know? the. I love the great callback in that where Angela is watching people's shoes, and then Michael is getting the ride home from Pam at the end and goes, "These are not my shoes. These are not my shoes." <laughs> <laughs> what are you What are you doing? I'm doing. What are you doing? I'm rejecting your kiss. Rejecting your yeah. kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so rough. Uh, yep. Fun fact for those of you at home, if you haven't paid attention when we talked about it before, that is Nancy Carell, who plays Carol Steve, Steve Carell's actual wife in real life. Yes. Which is pretty funny considering she's about the only relationship that pretty actively hates Michael at the end of it. That's a good point. Most, well, well. It's not like, none of them are great. Like, Pam's mom, definitely not great. But like. Helene, my mother. (laughs) Oh, yes. All of the greatest loves of my life. But yeah, no, yes. like Carol has like a real disdain for Michael for sure. Yeah. Well, I think uh I think branch closing though is is where we really start to see this is I love the uh, this is where it's leading up to the merger, but branch closing um is it's it, peak Michael and and Dwight like dynamic duo. Yes. And yep. of of like ba- like think of this like a superhero like uh like show or something. It's like Michael Michael and Dwight take their you know salesman mobile over to the big bad CFO's house yeah. and try to do something. Yeah, Mozart and Butch Cassidy. Yeah, Mozart yep. <laughs> Butch Cassidy. Yeah. You're going to you mess with Mozart, you you're going to get a bullet courtesy of Butch, Butch Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah. <laughs> Butch Cassidy. You get it. Yeah, the, but the merger like I love that his his solution is just sitting outside the house. outside his house. And yeah. just wait. Just wait there. That's all they're going to do. And if you've, if you've not watched the super fan edition of this episode, do so. There's so much extra on this one with Michael and Dwight hanging out outside of David Wallace's house. Yes. Where Dwight and Michael are trying to like role play the conversation they're going to have with David Wallace. Oh, and God. it's just fucking terrible every time. <laughs> Excuse me, David Wallace. Huh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, they add a bunch of those, and it's. It, it, I love Dwight's original one because he's so right. That's exactly what yeah. David Wallace would have said. Is yeah. like, listen, well, it's just a matter of dollars not. and cents. It's a business, yeah. not a charity. <laughs> it's a business, not a charity. Yeah, and, you know, stop. Your branch isn't you know financially viable. You would never say that. You'd never say that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like, why not? It's yeah, like, he's the CFO. That's exactly what he'll say. <laughs> <laughs> But but like he and then he he just he does think he thinks he did it he thinks he saved the branch it doesn't yeah. know how yeah but he thinks he had a hand in it for you sure think him and Dwight think that they are I not I guess not single handedly responsible doubly handedly responsible you for know, saving the branch yeah and also you you also hear a little bit of respect from uh, from Jim yeah say what you will about Michael Scott but he would never do that. Yeah, you, you know, see kind of Josh's true that. colors. Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and also, I, uh, you, you, you really do get to see a lot of, um, you really do get to see a lot of, uh, in in the super fan episodes of these deleted options. Honestly, there, there's a lot of hidden respect for Michael. Yeah, in those in those episodes. Yeah, um, one one I can think of in particular is when like they go to Hooters or whatever. 
um, that is a big one where you actually see Jim like lunch with Michael was not that bad, honestly. You know, yeah. of course it was yeah. <laughs> it was cringy at points. Yes, I'll have the the breast uh, chicken breast. Hold the hold the chicken. Is that what you really want? It's like no, I'll just have the gourmet hot dog. Okay, great. Okay, like, who goes to a Hooters and Hooters or does the gourmet? Hot dog? Who you does Hooters, that? You got a Hooters, you get wings. <laughs> you get wings. Yeah. You got a Hooters, you get you wings because they are actually great wings. Oh, I don't yeah. know about you guys. I really enjoy Hooters wings. No, when we did your bachelor party in Vegas, we went to yeah. uh, Hooters and got wings and watched football and drank tons of beer because they had some great special yeah. going on. Crazy picture. Awesome. It was awesome, and they were delicious. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, you see a lot of a lot of great respect for. <laughs> For, for Michael in these uh, super fan episodes. And that's that's a point that wasn't left out. It's like, you will not see Michael do that. So it shows that, like, you know, he does have some integrity and some people do recognize that. Yep, absolutely. Um, and so, I don't know, but the, the, the branch closing, that leads you directly into the merger. The merger. The merger. Yes. And we get to meet all these people that he is just... <sighs> Going to eventually push out of the company. Just just push right out of there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you think they offered more people to come and they declined? And, and so many quit? people just heard about Michael Scott's reputation. Yeah. Like, like how many, you know, how not. many people were like, no, I'm not going to go. Josh, well, think, I mean, yeah. Stanford nightmare stories. Like, yeah, Stanford seems like a big branch. Well, think about the sales meeting that they have or even just the meeting that they have with like where Josh puts Jim in charge of Karen and they like fuck around and get the chips all day. Like there's a ton of yeah. people in that conference room. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot but of, but only what five come over. Yeah. Karen, Jim, I guess we count Jim. He's coming back. Yeah. Andy, pepperoni, Tony, pepperoni, Tony, uh, Marvin and, uh, um, Hannah Smotridge bar six, Marvin, Martin, Martin, Martin excuse me. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smoke Ridge bar. Yeah. Mine was just mostly pencils. Oh, uh, and coupons. For local hotspots. Can I have yours? No. No. There's just something about... I Didn't we talk about how maybe strategically he did this or something? Or we, I think there we was talked a, there about... There's a theory out there that... Uh, yeah, there was yeah. a theory that they purposefully left Michael alone That's to get right. these people to quit. Yeah, yeah. so that they wouldn't have to pay severance yeah. on all of them. That's yeah, and, and that's, that's why, why Jan, Jan is so, so pissed. mad. Yes, yeah. uh, yep. because that of Tony. Is, you thing. realize now that we have to pay him severance. Hard yep. s on that phone yeah. call. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But did you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, he'll find any way to justify it, right? Yeah. But again, like putting putting them through putting them through like this like horrific day honestly of like he has alcohol in there champagne yep and like he's treating them it's like that that we're equal so shouldn't everybody be up there yeah. just this he he just doesn't have any idea he has like catered breakfast just for the Stanford just people. for them it yeah. goes back to even like the the booze cruise like he just has <laughs> this idea that he wants people to feel special but he has no idea how to do it the right way yes and he's just going off the cuff when he needs to like think the things through and write them down and present them in a way that actually makes sense yeah <laughs> like it's just he just he just gets an idea like a child and says this is gonna be great yeah i'm gonna put these people up on a table but he's been <laughs> given he's been given the freedom and he's been given the resources as the head of an office that he gets to put those in action and that's a terrifying thought it really is it's like if you gave a toddler the resources of a fortune 500 company yeah it's kind of sad and kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, and 
And uh, he's like, I think Dwight gives him, I think you should fire Tony Gardner. Yeah. Do you remember what I told you? You remember I said that's who you should fire right away. Do you remember? It's the best advice you ever gave me. <laughs> and what advice would you say that Andy has Andy. given Andy. Would none be accurate? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Dwight may have won the battle, but I will win the next battle. Yeah. The next battle. Uh, I, I love, uh, there's something about this episode that is, uh, it, it goes right up there with, with what I, I like to call it watchable cringe. Oh yeah. I think this is watchable cringe. Agreed. That I, that I, you almost kind of revel in a little bit yeah. of him just going through the motions, which it like this with him and Tony is the same thing as like the convict. Oh yeah, it is. It Which is moving into the convict. Yes, it's yeah. the next thing on the list. I mean, moving into the convict, it is just it's cringe. It's top level cringe that you want to watch because yeah. you want to watch like Prison Mike. Well, yeah, you, you want to watch one of the Dwight Michael characters yeah. in the entire show. You want to watch Dwight with a wad of like cash in his pocket, bending over next to Martin. Yeah, you know, you uh. want to see these <laughs> awful things, uh, and. and and even more inside the convict on that episode is when like when Martin's trying to like buddy up in like the super fan episodes, he's still trying to buddy up to Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> Stanley's yeah. talking about <laughs> Stanley in that episode is talking about he's like, there are two black men in this office and one of them is a convict. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I use that gif all the time of Stanley rolling his eyes when Martin does like the fist at him. The props thing. Yeah. And yeah. he like just rolls his eyes and turns his head. I use that gif constantly and then and then of course the uh the the classic um when they're when they're about to find out who the convict is yeah it's like jan who who of this from the old from stanford is a convict is a criminal is a criminal reforms like uh, i (laughs) reformed (laughs) convict well i'll uh i'll get hr on the line please hold and goes back it's like what if it's martin (laughs) of course you'd say he's like you he's like why would you have to say it's like, well, why couldn't it be? Because you think he's black. Well, he is black. I, it's he's so just fucked. Like, so it's terrible. It's such a backwards thing. Like his his thought process is just so ass backwards that you just sit there yeah. like, what the hell are you thinking, man? Yeah. And then he's and then he is genuinely upset because it's Martin. Yes. And I I like watching this just unfold is what? is top level watchable cringe. As much as I love prison Mike in that episode. I still think probably my favorite part of the episode is Kevin, his cutaway where he's like, I had Martin explain to me <laughs> what he, insider trading was three times or whatever he says. He's like, cause that sounds a lot like what I do here every, every single day. day. <laughs> uh, There's just no way Kevin is intelligent enough to figure out insider. Trading. Insider. No. Trading. No. Like, no way. No, no, it's not possible. Um, so I mean, he he has he Michael has basically systematically like worked these people out yeah. of and Andy even makes mention of it like later on like there's only now there's only two yeah you know uh, as we yeah. get into it but um, I know we don't want to get too much into Benny Hanna Christmas but I also might have to say like maybe we should come back for back for vacation for our next episode yeah finish up I I don't want to rush. No, I think you guys probably so would much agree. Impactful stuff in the last half of the yeah. season. I don't want to rush through like the last half because it's oh. so important, right? Yeah. Uh, for for Michael, so 
I think that's a that's a good little it's a good little spot. You know, we'll stop at that holiday special. We'll come back. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we'll make mention of Benihana a little bit here and there, but we got to come back for for back from vacation. Absolutely, as his and Jan's relationship unfolds. Right, Love it. but so do you guys know what time it is now? Tell me. It's Office Olympics time. Office oh boy. Olympics. Oh this boy. is what we okay. So this is what we talked about earlier. New segment. New segment. BJ's got a new segment for us. It's called Office Olympics. Do you have an um, air horn on that thing? I wish. Yeah, I we're gonna need to get a good. Hit me with the bottle pop. Let Hell me yeah, let me Daddy. explain what Office Olympics is. Basically, I'm gonna come up with a game every week and make AJ and Nick play the game, and then we'll declare one of them a winner. Tremendous, Love and, it. and that's it in a nutshell. You guys are my puppets. When I say jump, you say on who. On okay. Who. When I say dance, <laughs> they say how high. How high. <laughs> So, for this week's Office Olympics, we are going to do some Season 3 Super Fan Trivia. Okay. All right. How embarrassed are we going to be at the end of this? So, the the right. point of this is for me to prove that I know way more about The Office than you two. Okay. That is you, part of the game as well. You know what, BJ? You son of a bitch. <laughs> you, are, you will be the architect <laughs> of your own demise. You will be Icarus <laughs> flying too close to the sun here. All right. Let's go there, Benji. Okay. All right, Ooh, so like well, all. you're gonna have <laughs> to. Uh, here's here's a couple rules I'll throw out. Hit okay, me. Uh, we're all using microphones, yeah. so be respectful if someone is trying to answer a question. Absolutely okay. not. AJ can suck my and, nerds. And two, Rude. if you answer wrong, you get minus one point. This Got is it. bullshit. SAT rules. If, if you answer correctly, you get plus two points. Okay, that's okay. Fair. So sometimes. It's better just not to answer. I see. But that's up to you. He's talking so to you. So don't, don't feel the need to shout out an answer before you know. All right, guys, you ready for some Office Olympics? Let's do it. Okay. On the name tags at the convention, all of their name tags had Northeastern Office Supply Convention, their name, their place of work, along with a picture of something. What was the photo on all the name tags? Um, all the name tags from everyone had the same photo. They all had the same photo? Yeah, from Dunder Mifflin to everybody else in the convention. Was it... Um, is it is it of the BlackBerry guy? No. Dang it. I don't know. I'm going to abstain from answering in a hope that I'll just beat AJ with zero points. What a bitch. <laughs> they, <laughs> what a bitch move. They all had a photo of the Liberty Bell. Oh, okay. That tracks. Liberty. Because they're in Philly, aren't they? They're in Philly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Shit. Additional right. point or additional points will be awarded for the same question. Everyone had the same name tag. However, Dwight hand wrote four additional informations on his badge alone in Sharpie. What information did Dwight put on his badge? Uh, I know this. Emergency contact? No. No? No. Does he get, does he lose a point for each wrong guess? <laughs> it's the same question. Um, is it now? We'll, we'll open the forum here for free for all. Is it? I'll give, uh, you, I'll give you a point for each you can guess of the four. Does it say assistant regional manager for one of the things? No, that's already on his name badge. Mother I've looked this up and I've seen the badge. I've I've like I know I've seen it before. 
Um, it's uh, I thought it just had think things. basic, think basic information. Yeah, that Dwight would handwrite. Does it say like his blood type? No, that's a great guess though. <laughs> I I, I want to say it to something like like it had like his hotel room and yes, that's a point. Yeah, Damn it! His hotel room number. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's one. Um, does it have his branch? Are we losing points for each one of these? Yeah, sure. Some, uh, at the end, I just bitch. decide who wins. This is what is this? Who's lying anyway? <laughs> rule? You're just the points are made up and the rules don't matter. Oh. Correct. I'm trying to think of of like what else what else was in there. Um. Yeah, I I can't remember what else at this point. What what else is Go in ahead, there? Beach. Pretty simple. His cell phone number, his home phone number, and his pager number. Damn it! Along I- with his hotel. Hotel room number. Okay. So I was on the right track with emergency contact or, or like, yeah, you number, were close. Yeah, that was, that's right. That was good. Okay. Yes. We'll try not to disappoint on the next one. Go ahead. Okay. Same episode. Yep. Um, Invented. in the, one of the deleted scenes, Josh mentions he has experience, experience growing. What type of fruit? Oranges. Correct. Damn ding, it. ding, ding. You lived on a kibbutz. What's a kibbutz? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. In a deleted scene, is it? Are we still Dwight, convention? I think so. I didn't write it down. But God damn it! Just, just, it's just. a deleted scene from season three. Okay. In a deleted scene, Dwight thinks that Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City is a what? Football player. Can you be a little more specific? A football, a football player and announcer. Nah, a great quarterback. Ter- oh, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Dang, yeah, great sorry. quarterback. Yeah. Back, yeah. Solid. Uh, I'm getting my ass kicked here. <laughs> okay. In Grief Counseling, yes. Pam explains, according to Michael, this is the saddest movie ever. Uh Oh. Oh. Uh, Home Alone. Yep. Ding 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 ding! Yeah. What the they fuck the is kid. going on? They, here? they just the leave the kid. His parents forgot here? him. <laughs> oh. I want off this ride. That's <laughs> right. All right, what, what you got left, BJ. I, I got one more, and this one is. Uh, it doesn't matter one. unless it's worth quintuple points. All right. Uh, in Benihana Christmas, yeah, Michael calls in a deleted scene. Michael calls Carol and asks her to explain everything he did wrong. And after talking to her, he asks one other question. What was that question? Uh, it's uh, um, I don't think he asked this to her. I don't think he asked this of her, um, but I well, I kind of have two answers to this. But I'm I'm interested. I might have to abstain on this one. I don't. I have no idea. So he calls Carol and asks her to explain everything he did wrong that ended the relationship. Yes, and then she explains all that, and he has one follow up question before the scene ends. And the question is, well, can you tell me something I did right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. And that is the first Office Olympics. Right. This week's winner is AJ. Holy no shit. doubt about yeah. it. Goodness Woo. gracious. That's right. That's right. Daddy came to play. 
Uh, <laughs> please don't refer to So going as our forward daddy. for the <laughs> Office Olympics, daddy. there's probably going to be a lot of trivia, and frankly, just any game I kind of come up with uh, the day of. I'll just think about it while I'm at work and be like, I'm going to make him do that this week. Can we have any that it. are challenges about like who's taller or owns more bottles of whiskey? Could that be one? Yeah. No, it's, I don't know. Uh, no one cares about that. This is, I mean, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'll let you and BJ fight that one out. So, all right, all right. guys. Well, hey, we are going to have right. to get out of here. Yeah. We're going to bring back uh, the second half of Michael Scott season three. It's a long season, guys. And it's also, I, I think, one of the most important seasons. Yeah. Um, it is. But the good really news is it'll, it'll be next episode. We're not exactly. going to make you wait forever yeah. for nope. it. That's going to be next week. We're going to come back, talk to you all about that. Um, so... Like I say, guys, thank you again for tuning in and getting back in it with us. It's a new year, new me sort of situation here, right? Am I right? No, you right. right. And I I don't know what's going on. Uh, But, yeah. So uh, make sure you guys are joining in on social media, writing that five-star review. We really, really do appreciate it. Make sure you're dropping us a fan theory while you're at it. Um, At Scotch Splenda, just about anywhere. Uh, for TikTok, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, anywhere, it's just at Scotch Splenda. And if you want to send us your fan theory via email, it's Scotch and Splenda Podcast, all spelled out all at gmail.com. Okay. What's yeah. the uh, what's the last thing that people can do to make sure to leave us a voicemail there, Nick? Or, they can call. They can call in and they can leave us a voicemail. Um, You don't have to talk to anybody. You don't have to do anything other than call in and it'll instantly connect to you. let you know you called Scotch and Splenda. You're going to call phone number 319-359-7977. You got it. Uh, Still got it. (laughs) Well, we really do appreciate you guys joining us for this episode of Scotch and Splenda. Until next time, we're going to catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Bye.